Anyway, with Phil Brooks, I'm His trying to... His name is not Phil Brooks, it's CM Punk. How many times do I have to repeat this to you? I'm sick and tired. What the hell's that? I don't know. I think somebody's at the door. Hey. You can't even film stuff without people knocking. Uh, well, you know, that's the way the world. Who is it? But don't start personally insulting me. But don't start personally insulting me. Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, filmed only here out of Indie Music TV, straight out of Ron Conkama, Long Island. What are you looking at? I'm just trying to make sure there's nobody at the door. Oh my God, <laughs> too funny. What? At the board, none other than Matty Ice. Matty, how are you, pal? I'm doing great. Matty got a promotion at his job. Matty, congratulations. Oh, I did, yeah. What, 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 what's your promotion? What? Would... So now I'm going to be handling clinical trials around the country i'm going to be sending kits um to and from examiners and using them for different various trials throughout the country you're nice. an examiner this isn't like rectal exam no i'm not an examiner i handle the examiners oh okay he's not doing rectal <laughs> all right that's good matt all right so this yeah. is a clean no, job no okay. rectums being uh, did, did they did me. they bump up your pay with this increase in, in responsibility Oh uh, yeah, and nice, the job has uh, the job responsibilities. Um, I don't have to pick up phone calls anymore. Look at this. He get his first job, and he's like already uh, not you, having you to sweat. That, you knew this man was gr- well. I know he's smart, greatness. but I didn't realize that the first job right away would be like, "Hey, smooth sailing." I want to say hello nice to everybody job, out there. Thank Marty you. Greenfield, how are you, buddy? Rob B, that? Phil, eight hundred two, Maria, Luce. Chris Lee, who, by the way, says Hannibal's going to serve us with lima beans. Lima beans? Yeah, yeah. Roy, how are you, buddy? Good to see you, my lima friend, beans. as always. Yes, sir. Uh, what else we got yes, in the sir. house? All right, we're building building the audience yeah, the today. Fa- the family is here. It's all nice. good. It's all good. Davio, what's up, big guy? What how up? are you? What up? What up? All right, so real quick, uh, yeah, right. want to cover a few things. Uh-oh, I get Bob worried. Saget. Died yeah. from head trauma, family wow. says. Ooh. Bob Saget died from a head injury that he's likely... Thought no, nothing at the time, his family said Wednesday. Wow. Saget was stunningly found dead at age 65 in his hotel bed January 9th in Orlando, Florida, shortly after a comedy show. The authorities have determined that Bob passed away from head trauma. His family said in a statement and to media outlets, they have concluded that he accidentally hit the back of his head on something and thought nothing of it and went to sleep. Wow. Boy, that's some tricky stuff, huh, buddy? That's tricky. I mean, you know how many times the Faros hit his head? I mean, how do you think I turned out this way? Not to make a joke of it, 
But I mean, that's really Bro, that's some scary as, stuff. Bro. As we get older, this is, this our bodies can't handle falls like right. they used to. I mean, obviously, he may people. not have even fallen. It sounds like this is one of those like you know, hit his head on the on a on the corner of a door. Maybe or something. open a closet door Dude, and an iron fell on his That's head. kind of an iron. Have you you've stayed in hotels? right? What is this a cartoon? Clunk, <laughs> an iron. <laughs> wow, yeah, I've stayed in plenty of hotels, uh, especially recently. But and you uh, never, you've never seen an iron. <laughs> an iron in the hotel? No, I don't even see Bibles anymore. Because you have clothes, you have to iron them before you go out. Oh, and this, okay. I and if anyone didn't know it, that is the star of the show, Where? Mr. Jimmy Farrell. <laughs> this is the star. Hello. So, real quick, I just want to address something, right? Sure. So, this Tuesday, well, you don't undress. Go this ahead. Tuesday, Tony was in town. Tony Atlas. Tony. If everyone doesn't know it, nice. And Tony. Uh, Got a foot to the face, but that's a whole nother story. Bill Romanowski says, heard the shot that killed Saget. Anyway, Bill Romanowski. Tony Atlas, who has a, show, has a show on our channel, to- Tuesdays with Tony Atlas. Yeah. And by the way, we've got a few other announcements to other uh, pro wrestlers coming on to the channel. Yes, but uh, we'll yes, announce sir. that shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tony was uh, speaking about Black History Month. Okay. And a few fans weren't very happy. Uh, with it because Tony basically was giving a lot of credit to uh, you know, Caucasian, white Caucasian uh, okay. people. I don't know if that's the reason people were upset. I mean, Roy, who is a great friend of the show okay. and a fan of the show and Where? consider him family, yes, yes, he, was, uh, he, was, he was quite disappointed in it. And okay. he, he made his, his thoughts known, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I greatly appreciate, right? Sure. I think everybody has a right to say what they feel. Um, so... There was a little bit of controversy with Tony uh, right. this Tuesday. The one thing I will say from the time we've known Tony, and we've known him for a bit now. Yeah, we have. Um, yeah. In my opinion, Several Tony's years. got a good heart. Yes. Um, yep. He does. He, he wants to share his thoughts, whether he people agree with them or he's not. He's not shy about and it. And he's not trying to force his opinions on anybody. He's just trying to share his thoughts. No, and I, just, think, yeah. I think Tony wants to be remembered for being a great wrestler, but I think he also wants to be remembered for other things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. again, um, you know, PJ, Listen, welcome, my friend. This was Tony's take, and and that was Roy's take, right? I mean, this is you know, this is why we were able to uh, exchange ideas and 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 allow each other to have thoughts. You know, I mean, I don't know what to really say about it. I mean, if that's how Tony looks at it, then that's Tony's way of looking at it. That's Well, that's what I love you know. about the, the people like Vampiro who does mm-hmm. perception, right? They right. want to do what they want to do, right. and they want to reach the people they want to reach, right. and there's nothing wrong with that, right. right? Right. I mean, that was the whole idea behind this show, right? This is a, a variety show that's based on pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think we do a really good interview with a lot of the wrestlers. Sure. And I think they enjoy the interview because we just don't talk about wrestling, they do. right? Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I mean, that's what we're trying to get. And we right. want to get people to laugh, okay? Right. We're not trying to be taken so seriously. Right. I mean, you know, right. again, I think I would throw up right. if I had to sit there and talk you know, to somebody about their arm bar that they did. Yeah, well, you know, after a while, you might reach for your shaving kit. You might be there a while. That gets kind of boring and tedious. Anyway, I'd like to thank the band that sings the theme song for the Monty and the Farrow Show. That is Jimmy Farrow along with his partner, Bart Griggs, who make up the band Wisteria Hall. Nice. Wisteria Hall sing... What's the matter? You were waiting for something? No. Wisteria... I didn't think so. Bart! Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as <laughs> In My Dream, This Life. Not far behind, Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. That's here right. on Spotify, yeah. Apple Music, and Reverb Nation. Double yeah. If anyone didn't know what they're watching right now or what's in front of them, this is Long Island's number one pro wrestling <laughs> 
show Monty and Nefaro. You can catch Monty and Nefaro on the Monty and Nefaro YouTube page, the Monty and Nefaro Facebook Live page. Here it's on iHeartRadio, where, by the way, everybody, we are named the number eight most upcoming show, a popular wrestling Ooh. show Ooh. in the United States or the world. Wow, it's a pretty big world. And that is documented. Just go yeah. on yeah. the internet and look it up. Yeah. Uh, nice. Hear us on Spotify, Anchor. Catch us on the Monty and Farrah Twitch TV page, which we're not being shown right now because we have a problem with our streaming because okay. someone disconnected something. Oh, all right. And uh, if you're lucky enough to live in New York, catch us every Tuesday on Channel 115 at 930 and Saturday at 1130 where we go one-on-one with Saturday Night Live. Yes, we do. And Channel 20 on Tuesdays at 1 a.m. where over 80,000 viewers watch the M&P show weekly. Nice. In New York. That it, we're lucky enough to live in New York. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we also want to thank Amazon Music, who has now recently taken on the M&P show. Mm. So, anyway, uh, we're going to be right back with the dark side of Hannibal uh, <laughs> this episode. Uh, but I do have some bad I news. I already ran away. What do you want? I've got some bad news. We mean you got some bad news. What's so, so, everybody understands out there, um, there was a gentleman who reached out to the M&P show and... He was very close friends with Hannibal, okay. wrestled with him, right. knows him. Right. Unfortunately, ESO, how are you, buddy? ESO, um, what is up? Unfortunately, yeah. he wrote me. Okay. And his wife, well, fortunately, unfortunately, fortunately, his wife is going to have labor, so he couldn't make oh, the show. Oh, okay. Well, so, there you go. Um, Wait a minute, are you sure he did not get a knock on his door? No, I don't know. Like, you Could better not come on? So, I'm sorry to the fans out there. He won't be there, so it'll be me and Jimmy. But I did go to the bullpen. Okay. I tried to find someone maybe to what help you, out. What are you doing? So, after this commercial break, we will be getting to our special guest, which I will not announce. This is unbelievable, As we're folks. calling to the bullpen. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Mariano Rivera's coming on the show. See you in a second. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence. Collision Specialist. 631-261-6420. That's 631-261-6420. Auto Excellence. Jimmy, I just got the best hookup on tickets. Hmm, Fill me in. I went to www.seatslinks.com and ordered the best tickets with the best prices. Call 718-676-0504. SeatsLink, the complete ticket experience. Tell them Charles sent you. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage. Ask for Jack. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty DeFaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV, where we're welcoming our special guest. Where is he? Welcome, Bob. And I got no sound. Where is he? I can't hear him. This is this. I'm right here. Can you hear me? You're looking good, brother. You're looking good. Can you hear me? We yeah, can hear you. Yeah, You're looking good, you, my friend. 
How did you, what's okay, I'm glad. I'm so glad, man. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Hey, thank you well, for coming in and bailing us out, brother. You bailed us out. Last <laughs> minute call. That's, that's, just called, that's just called friends, brother. That's just friends. Well, but, much uh, love to my, you, buddy. My first question is, why in the hell and who in the hell is scared of Hannibal? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get to that, my friend, because... Uh, <laughs> We got to talk to you about that that crazy dude from Canada. Kiss my fucking ass. I know. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. Let's get to it. But, but first, we haven't seen you in a bit, man. I, I first want to say our condolences for the oh. passing of your mother. We, you know, um, mm. dude, so- dude, we just saw you guys with Dale and everything. It's just been a really crazy, crazy run at it, man. Let's be honest. I mean, my mom, and thank you very much. But then we also had a great great time with with the patriot and we just had a great time with you guys that night and we just had so much fun and then and then damn a couple weeks later he passes i mean and then a couple weeks later my mom passed so it was just a really weird really weird deal man but uh, i just want to thank you guys for saying you know i appreciate you caring and that means a lot to me um death Death doesn't bother me a whole lot because I'm a true believer in the Bible, and the Bible, you're it's it's your pick, bro. It's your time, and you're picked way before we think we're picked, and we think we're driving the car we're driving, but we're not driving it. You know, what I'm saying, brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just more to this than meets the eye. There's somebody that's behind this whole thing. And I call him God. And so we got to put something in somebody's hands. And I really believe that with all my heart. I really believe that. So that makes me feel better at night anyway. And everybody's got their own way of dealing with things. And that's why I believe that everything happens for a reason. And we just, we just do the best we can with the rest of it. Amen, brother. That's, uh, that's, that's right. That's spot on, man. And you know what? It's yeah, um, well when Dell passed. Um, I, uh, we Tell we, me that we felt terrible. What 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 went? What, you know, it's obviously an obvious question, Buff. Yeah. But what, what happened? What went through your mind when you heard this? Because I I couldn't believe it. We had just seen him, and he looked great. He looked great. I mean, well, I'm about to say first. Let's talk about how great he looked and how on the money he was verbiage and talking. And and everything that he did was just on the money. He was on the spot. I mean, he was spot on, dude. I fell out of my game mm-hmm. because he was so spot on. Mm-hmm. And I just let him go because he was so on it. And I just kind of just said, damn, I ain't never been put, you know, in the back seat before, but I'm in the back seat in the baby seat, and I'm just going to hold on and be quiet. The baby seat, not even the back seat. You got the, the baby, baby seat. seat. And, wow. I did, and I did so. I know my position. I know when to shut up. I know when to speak up. And it was time to shut up and let him talk. Yeah. Because he knew what he was talking about and yeah. was very in control of it. And to have that much control and be in such good shape and just look so good and feel so good. And I've been with him for that whole weekend with Eric Sims, it just was really, really a shocker. So it really did tear me up. It, it really, it really bothered me, dude. It just, 
Like I said, back to the death thing, I, I try not to let it bother me too bad because it is what it is with God, and God picks it, and it's, it's it, it, you know, just, that's the way it goes down. Are you going to sit there and, you know, why, why, is, why is my kid retarded and your kid hitting? Why is, why is my kid a great athlete and your kid hitting? And we go why and why all day long. That's not what this is about. That's not what we should do to God. And, you know, God has a full, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, you know, pretty good, you know, his hands are pretty full. They're mm-hmm. pretty full. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we got to just support him the best we can and know that there's a reason for this, no matter what it may not seem like at the time. And we should, and we got to go with the best that we can. And that's what we do. But it was, it was a shocker, man. It was a real shocker. It really was. Buff, it's a tough question, but I'm going to give it a shot. Back in the days of your prime when you were doing your thing, were you spiritually grounded, or is this something that has matured over the years as you're getting older? Believe it or not, it was weird. I was always, I wasn't from a spiritual family. We were raised that there was a God. We were raised that there was a Jesus. Mm -hmm. We were raised that Jesus died on the cross for our sins because his father, God, put him on the cross for our sins at the age of 33, mm-hmm. and he died for our sins. And that's the just of it. That's and, and, really, and really, to be honest with you, if you know that much, you know a whole lot about the Bible. <laughs> that's really the just of it, period. And it is God wants somebody on his team, for example— how I got Sting to get saved. And I don't want to take like the credit for saving Sting, but I was definitely in there, part of it, talking to him, because it was during a time where he was very uncomfortable talking about it. Mm-hmm. And and he said, Hey, he goes, um he said, I uh <clears throat> you know, I, I was on the way to Charlotte and we were talking and I look over and he is he's pouring sweat. And I said, hey, I said, uh, he said, I don't want to talk about this. It's making me a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, I just, this is my anxiety and stuff. I said, hey, I said, no problem, no big deal. So I let it go. But for some reason, God, that's called witnessing to somebody. Right. And somebody puts, when God puts somebody on your mind, that's witness. You're wanting to witness to them about God. And for some reason, my family really suffered from coming from a very rich family. And here I am. I'm the one that came out as the baby, you know, making half a million dollars a year out of the gate, all the way up to a mill, you know. And and it just it just got to be, why am I succeeding and winning and my family's suffering, you know? So I literally would wear my seatbelt before it was a law, <laughs> just thinking I don't want to hurt myself. I mean, I, I wonder what Shaq would do. Making that kind of money, like, what does he wear? Like a body cast? Scared to death he's going to get hurt? <laughs> but, no, but for real, it just it just really, you know, meant a lot to me to just to, just to you know, just to be careful and, and to know where you're coming from and know what could happen and just and just know that, that nobody's promised another minute. None of us are. Right. None of us are. I was, back to your question, I was not from a godly family, but I did – when I was the one that came through the family and was the one that was the 
the winner of success and having money while everybody else was suffering and digging and everything else. It just made me feel like, you know, I didn't go like, you know, uh, you know, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the best one. Uh, it wasn't like that. It was more, why me? Why, why, why did you choose me? So I became very, very, very biblical. I became very, 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 you know, going to church every week and just wanting at least here I can, here I can pay back one week, one day out of a week to the God Almighty that gives us life? I mean, come on. And that sounds easy, but it's tough. We all know that. Sure. But, but still, all God wants is for you to be on his team, you know? And how I got steam was, he said, this minister said, imagine this airplane, imagine this church being an airplane, and imagine it going down. What's the first thing you're going to say? Oh, God, please help me. Right, right. God, I mean, there's not a person out there that would not say, God, help me. And as soon, all of a sudden, the plane levels off and everybody's going to be okay. Well, what happens? Hey, can I get a Bloody Mary? Hey, <laughs> this, that. Back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> right. And, and right. Exactly. And so we just we just forget. And God don't want those kind of people on his team. He wants somebody on his team that's going to be there through thick and thin. You know what right. I'm saying? Sure. And I think that's, that's my personal, that's just my personal little two bits for it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's the way I went with it. I went with making sure I could do the best I could, you know, I mean, all the Ten Commandments, of course, but still just, just trying to be good to the neighbor and, and just do the best you can. And everything we're all taught, plus a little bit, plus the facts of age 33, he died for the crawl, on the cross for our sins. And his son, Jesus, died for our sins so we could sin. And, and all he wants is just for us just to be on his side a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I really did dive into that for a long, long time. The problem was, to answer your question, Pharaoh, it was we were trying to tell Lex about this kind of stuff with a beer in our hand and we're popping somas. Sure. Gotcha. You, know? Gotcha. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. God dang, man. That's, I mean, it's a tough position. Here we are, all of us, every wrestler in the world was hooked on Somas. And, and you know, it just, you know, it, it just is a bad position. But at the same time, we were trying to, but, but we were still truthful. And the things we were saying were facts. Right. But still, Lex was like, I don't want to be a has-been. I don't, I don't want to be like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so now, now Lex's walk is tremendous. You never see him without a smile on his face. He's one of the truest walks out there. He's done a great job, him and Sting both. And I just love them both to death. They're two of my great friends. And I just, just think they've done a great job with turning their lives around with horrible, horrible situations facing them. 
that they fixed and made better and made it better with the big man upstairs. And now they're in really good spots and they're doing really good. And they're just super great guys. And they're super great friends of mine. And I love them both. Hey, Buff, a question on that with Luger. Um, how do you think he's handling carrying that cross with what happened to Liz? Um, do you still mm. think he blames himself on that whole situation? Is the you know, or do you think he's got past it and he understands what happened and he, he expects to be forgiven? I don't think he blames himself because it's not his fault. It's not his fault because he was leading a life that. He necessarily did not want to lead, and things happened during that time. It's still not his fault that, that some bad things happened during that. But I remember, I'll never forget as long as I live, Lex's name is Lawrence Fole, if you didn't know. Yeah, okay. And, and he called me one day as Lawrence Fole. And at that stage, it had only been a couple of times I had ever talked to him. I had ever talked to Lawrence Fole. And he called me up and said, even though I was younger than him, I'd had three marriages. And I said, you know, here I am rolling, you know, big mansion. Everybody's rolling. WCW's rolling. Everybody's rolling. And I said, look, he goes, what do you, what do you think? And I said, Come clean, bro. I said, it's going to come out. I said, and when it does, it's going to come out a lot worse than you think. And I said, just just come out and just, just quit, man. Just come out. Well, you know, like all of us, none of us are going to come out. We're going to, we're going to still keep riding it and, Thing it ain't going to happen to us. And I don't blame him for that at all. Um, just, it just, he was in love with Elizabeth. He was in love with his wife. Uh, he was just, it was just one of those situations. It was a bad situation. And Lex being such a great friend of mine, I just, I didn't know what to tell him except just come clean. And I think it'll be better than if you just don't come clean. And sure enough, he didn't, and I didn't want to be that right, <laughs> mm. but I was really right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I didn't want to be that right. Mm. I didn't want to be the right of, oh, my God, his wife's pushing a buggy down a grocery aisle, and here it is on every channel in the grocery store, you know, and, you know, all of a sudden my phone starts ringing, and everybody's phone starts ringing, and I'm just like, you know, everybody, of course, he, and, and you know, you know who the first person to call me? Who? Bischoff. Mm. Eric Bischoff. I tried to call Eric Bischoff 30 times up to this point. And he beats everybody to the punch to call me to find out about Lex because he wants to know the dirt. Mm. Now, I love Eric Bischoff. I think Eric Bischoff is the greatest thing in the world. He was a great guy to me. Mm -hmm. He did everything he ever told me he would do. He, he, did, he did everything he told me he was going to do. He stuck to every word he said he was going to do. 
And I give that to him tremendously. But gosh, when you're the first one out of the gate that makes the call to the only person that everybody knows, knows, and that's going to be me. The problem was I didn't know. (laughs) Right. I was watching it on TV going, what the hell? You know, I mean, I knew that there was a lot of stuff going on, but I didn't know he was leading, you know, that kind of total, you know, total, total life and just didn't quite know. I just knew he was caught up in a web that we have all, we have all been caught up in and things happen. And that's just the way it is. But I do know that, you know, that him and Liz were madly in love with each other and they were, they were great friends. And at the same time, you know, Lex, I mean, Lex had two great children and he also had a great wife, but you know, in life things happen. And, you know, with that said, you know, I, I felt extremely sorry for him. Didn't know how to fix it. Couldn't fix it. And just stood beside him the best I could, as long as I could, and still stand beside him to this day. Every time I see him, we hug, we kiss. We, you know, I just, he just means so much to me. And there's not a bad look on his face. He's smiling ear to ear, all the ways. And I just thank God that he's able to put being the 280-pound total package to the side for a 140-pound guy in a wheelchair now. Mm. I mean, that's a big deal, bro. Yeah, That's a big deal, man. I'm telling you right now, I couldn't do it. I'm telling you right now, I couldn't. Yep, yep. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But he looked at it like, hey, look, that was that was the old Lex. This is the new Lex. And he's got a smile on his face every time you see him. He's got tremendous thoughts and wants to talk about anything you want to do anytime. He's just a great guy. He will do anything in the world for you, like Lex always would. And Lex was just Lex is just really, really, really one of the best men I've ever met in my entire life. And so is Sting. And and they both I was fortunate enough to be friends with both of them. And still I, and to me, I'm still great friends with both of them. Um and and you know, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot that goes on in this business that, you know, you know, that, that gets said and things get said and Things get misconstrued, all that. But I love them and just want to be part of their lives forever. And I'm just glad to be part of their lives a little bit. And just want to be, you know, just Marcus Bagwell as friends known as, you know, Marcus Bagwell, the friend of Led Luger and Sting, you know. And I will always love that and be known as that and will always love that. And just I just wish the best both for both of them. I find it incredible, just real quick, Mike, that uh, Lex Luger spiritually is now, spiritually, even though he's suffering physically, is now spiritually the 280-pound specimen, well, if you I, understand what I'm getting at. Oh, totally. Uh, it's incredible that. to me. But, you know, Buff, let me ask you this, and I, I love the fact that you're preaching a wor- word, but even though you're preaching a word, how do you explain the fact that there's a guy like Hannibal walking around on the earth right now? 
You know, I don't. I really don't want to go there. It's just been so. We've been beat. We, we beat that so to death. It's not even funny. The problem with Hannibal that upsets me is he went on the internet trying to persuade all of my friends. You know what had happened with my car incidences, and little did he know even they were ten months old. I mean, when when I called Dallas Page one day, I saw him on Hannibal, and it killed me because instead of saying what Dallas should have said, which was, "Hey, look." You know, I don't know this story. So when I when I do know about it, I will be more than happy to get back with you. And I'll be more than happy to talk to you about it. When I called Dallas and I said, Dallas, do you realize you're talking about something today that was 10 months old? And he said, no, you just had this wreck. And I said, wait a minute. You're going to fucking tell me when I had my fucking wreck? <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> when it was. I said, I'm telling you, bro. I got the paperwork and I had it in front of me. And I go, here it is. I said, it's 10 months old, brother. I said, so he tricked you into talking about something that's 10 months old. Now, somebody I believe in more than anybody, is Lex Luger. And when I called Lex for his advice, he said, Mark, yes, do I believe you got a right to be a little upset at Dallas over this? Yeah, maybe. He said, but I read the article, and the article read like you were the Tasmanian devil that ran through Atlanta burning the whole fucking city down. Mm. He said, and I, and he goes, and so that's the way they painted it. So Dallas, instead of Dallas doing what he should have done and saying, hey, I don't know, and let me find out and we'll talk, he acted like he did know. And, you know, he, he maybe should not have done that. But still, I love Dallas Page so much that that don't matter. I just wanted to know that he shouldn't speak up so fast sometimes because. He was talking about something that was 10 months old and all he did was look kind of stupid that day. And I didn't want him to look stupid. I don't ever want Dallas to look stupid. Right. Dallas is a very great guy. He's a super friend of mine. And I just didn't want him to think that that just had happened. And, but the way it all came down, it looked like it all just happened. Right. But what had happened really was since COVID happened, they had put off warrants and everything because then they didn't know what to do, even in the jail system. Right. So when my, that car wreck happened and all that happened on, on, when I did all that on Cumberland Avenue by Cumberland Mall and everything. And when that big wreck happened and I ran through the Marta bus station, I got ran me through a Marta bus station, you know, bathroom. Thank God nobody was in there, so nobody got hurt. But that literally was 10 months ahead of this video, this uh, thing that he had with Anna, Hannibal. And Hannibal lied 
not and he knew the truth, but he still wanted everybody to bury me and and just just do, you know, just get just get a rating out of it of, of whatever he wanted to get out of it. And and and, 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 and let's go this route. Bravo, bravo, bro! You did it. I mean, you got you got my friends to believe in your sorry fucking ass to believe in you and not believe in me. So I can't even dog you out except go, congratulations. You convinced friends of mine that were friends of years of mine that ain't known you ever, probably never met you ever, that believed your story over mine. Mm. So, you know, it just is what it is. And I just I told everybody, and and that's where the my podcast came out as Rebuilding Buff, and that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm coming out and telling everybody exactly what's going on, um, how you know what happened, and uh, you know I'm just not going to be the the buff that you know that used to be the coming in double fisted and having fun. And don't get me wrong, I was a lot of fun. I was a blast, <laughs> but. It also got me a lot of heat and, you know, and all that. So it, it was just time for me to grow up, and, and that's what I've done. And uh, Dallas has got a lot going on right now and trying to get, you know, trying to help some guys and stuff and, and just, uh, you know, just, you know, just, just, just talk to us and help us out as friends, you know. And, um, you know, and that's what we're doing. And so that's where we're at. And that's what we're going to do. And I just hope the fans stick with me. The fans have been great. They sit right by my side. And I've done nothing but just, you know, flourish them with everything. But it's called Rebuilding Buff, and that's what we're doing. We're Rebuilding Buff. And by the way, that, that's an excellent show. You're doing a great job with that. Buff, here's, I appreciate a, perfect, it. here's a perfect example. And I'm going to read something from a fan. And this is a perfect example where you can shed light to the fan to clear up maybe some nonsense or maybe explain it, okay? One fan, Biggs Bosfetti, very nice gentleman, but he wrote, When Sting became a Christian, he was known for snitching on pro wrestlers who were cheating on their wives, and him and his wife would call those wrestlers wives. Did you ever hear of something like that? And, like, you, you know Sting. So this is a great way to tell the fans this is a wrong rumor to be passed around, if in actual it is, right? Well, I will tell you this. The, the, what I do know, what I do know is that Sting was really, really big, and he had a. And keep in mind, I'm not God, I'm not Jesus, and I sure as hell didn't write the Bible. So I can tell you that Sting was dead set on. You have to tell all of your sins to be to let to be sin free. Mm. That's not true. You have to ask God for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You have to believe that Jesus Christ died on mm-hmm. the cross for your sins at the age of thirty-three, and God give His only begotten Son to die on that cross for your sins. And you are to believe in that. And you do in your heart and your soul that nobody else knows it. Only, only God and him, you know, but if you know that, then, then, you know, that that's, that's how it's supposed to be. But 
Sting was really caught up and wanting to tell everything he done wrong. And I mean, to the point where, you know, he, his wife would like, his mother would call up and say, you know, please, please, you know, just don't, you know, just, just drop it, you know, let it go, you know, let it go. And um, we know you're a great guy and we, we love you, but just you're, you're, you're killing her and, Let's just move on with life. And uh, so that's, that's the part. Like, we'd be talking like this, and I, I could see the look in his face, like where he remembered something. And I'd go, oh, shit. I'd go, no, Steve, don't. Don't, man, don't. And he'd get straight up, straight to a pay phone before cell phones, and he'd call up, and he'd tell. He'd tell on. But I'd never heard of anything about Telling on other people. That was, that's nothing like Sting would ever do. Nothing. But telling on himself is a way that he felt like he could cleanse his system and be in, in, in the Lamb's Book of Life and let God know that he meant well and wanted God to know that he meant well. And he became a great, witnesser and a great Christian and Sting to this day is that all of those things. Sting, Steve Borden is one of the best friends I've ever had in my life and he's one of the most honest people in the world but there was no telling him he didn't have to do that but he was just con he was convinced he had to come clean with everything and all it did was just cause a bunch of bunch of shit and it just didn't need to and it wasn't what you're saying it wasn't like calling other neighbor other wrestlers wives and i never heard any of those rumors that's rumor city it was all just sting it was just sting trying to get his life straight and get on the right page with god and you can't blame a person in the world for doing that and that's the only thing that I've ever heard him doing. What is, what is Buff, what is your take on Shawn Michaels as far as he's fairly well known now to be a man of uh, Christ. Any uh, thoughts on Shawn? Because we know how he was to a lot of people in the locker room back in the day. I know you didn't probably get a chance to really see anything of Shawn because Vince fucked up and didn't keep you around. But that's just my opinion. Right, um, right, right. Any but, thoughts you know, on Shawn Michael? Michaels? You know, to be honest with you, Sean, um, it, 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 it's, it, none of it's true. Uh, my father taught me a long time ago to believe nothing you hear and only half of what you see. Mm. And I'm telling you, that sounds crazy. Mm. But if you do that for a whole year and you believe nothing you hear, and you believe only half of what you see, at that year's end, I promise you, you'll be pretty close to even, bro. Mm, interesting. I guarantee you will. You will be pretty close to even, I'm telling you. Mm. Because it sounds crazy. I mean, everybody's like, oh, come on, how could that be possible? But I'm telling you, bro, my dad raised us that way with Murphy's Law and all that, and I'm telling you, it really is the truth, man. It's it's 
I mean, it's, I mean, just, it's just amazing at what you hear. I mean, I remember seeing the first computer I saw. And it was the size of this room. It was this big white thing on a computer. Right. And I was like, I was like, what in the hell is this? And, and somebody told me, and I, I said, so wait a minute. You mean to tell me I can go on this computer and I can be whoever I want to be? And the person telling me was all excited, you know, and he goes, yeah, yeah. And I said, it'll never fucking work. Well, Oops. first of all, boy, was I fucking wrong. <laughs> Whoops, yeah. Boy, oh, yeah. did I fuck up. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. I really didn't think that the people would really buy in to every fucking thing they heard. Right. Back to believe nothing you hear yeah. and half of what you see. I think you I've know, been practicing just this, to tell you the yeah, truth. You believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, wait a minute. I, don't, I, don't, I think I've actually been practicing this for a little while now. So I think he's onto something. <laughs> I really do. Buff, I, I, I got to do this because, you know, after a while, Farrell's got to throw in a wrestling question, so forgive me. But I always think no, of you. On. I always think of you and Big Papa Pump. I always think of you and Scott Steiner. So I got to ask you while I got you here. Have you seen the What NX- about him in Two Cold Scorpio? Of course I think about them, but him and Big Papa Pump to me are like, okay. I'm sorry. I, this is what I think of. What was the name of that team? What? Who? Where? Big Stop Papa. doing this to me. I just told you off the air not to do this I to me. I had to get him, Buff. Go and ahead. he's probably looking at the answer right there. Shut up. Anyway, Buff, while well, I got you, what is your take on the NXT I champion? I can't see the answer, just so you know. What? What? Oh, he can't see the answer. I can't see the answer. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I really Tell don't him. see no answer. Tell so the name of the team. No, I, w- I was asking Farrell if he remembered the name of the team between you and Scotty. What was the name of your team? Uh, do y'all know? I know. Right? What is Tell it? me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. Wasn't it like White Thunder or Black Lightning? What? Something like nope. that? Hibbit Give it, it to me. Hibbit let, let, let me help both y'all not make an ass out of yourself. It's too late. It's awesome. too late, bro. It's we did too that late. Right. <laughs> you shut us up, you jackass. Go ahead. And, and, take, and take that nicely. You know I love oh, you Oh, we do, take bro. That's all good. That's all good. <laughs> but, 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 but let me be totally honest with you. I got a belt right behind me. Oh. And I'm not sure if you can zoom up on it or see it. Yeah. But it's got my names on it. Of all the tag teams I've had. Okay. Um, and I'll show you right here. Uh, you got Totally Buff. Totally Buff. Who was that? Totally Buff. He's going to kill us now. Totally. I don't, all right, hold on. Let's ask totally... you questions. Let's figure it out. Totally you Buff. You don't know who Totally there's Buff your, was? There's a, there's a word That's total. with you and Luger, That's right? We're total in there. That's yeah, you and Luger. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's all right. That one. I'm okay. Right. Stop trying to I, trick us, on. Buff. That was too obvious. Next. No, hold on. Hold on. Vicious and delicious. Vicious and delicious. Vicious, vicious? and delicious. Well, that's got to be. What were you talking about? That's you and Sid? That's a tricky one, bro. Vicious and delicious. Norton. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, that's right. Nice. All right. Boy, okay. Me and Norton were, and the only reason why, let me tell you something. How long, was that, how why, long was that team together, Buff? How long were you guys The reason together? why that was not my biggest tag team ever yeah. 
I believe with all my heart is because that first one of our very first matches is when I broke my neck. Oh. It was vicious and delicious versus Lex Luger and Rick Steiner, and I broke my neck in that match. Uh, when I got back, when I got back, uh, Scott Norton was in Japan, and who's there? Uh, they put me with, with, with Scotty. So me and Scott Steiner to answer the question, but let me finish this first. You got I can't take American Males. Yep, got those. American Males. Yep. And Star and Stripes. Love Star Me and, and Too Cold. Me and Too Cold and Scott Steiner and myself had no name. So there. Ah. See the shit you started? They didn't even have a name. Well, and we got to look I never like Jack an expert. Unbelievable. You wow. claim that I'm an expert. I never said I was an Can I ask him the question? I still Go didn't ahead. get my question. Ask him the question. Getting back to Buff and Papa Pump, I wanted to know, have you right. seen, have you seen Rick Steiner's son, the NXT champion, Braun, Braun Breaker? Uh, I'm real proud of him. Yeah, he's done, he's done really good. I'm very proud of him. I, thought, I think he's done fantastic. Um, I'm very proud of him. And just, I think he uh, is going to be a superstar. What I mean, a natural. He's too young. What a natural. He's too cool. He's a natural. As soon as they throw that Steiner name on him, right. he's going to be something else. He's going to be just hes just going to be a superstar, dude. Right. Hey, what was your take on the theme for American Males? If that thing gets stuck in my head, I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it was great. It was like a, uh, like a all I can thing. tell you to do is one time, if you ever get a chance, hmm. listen to it without the lyrics. Okay. Okay. And it's actually a pretty good fucking song. Dude, I'm not, I wasn't kidding. I mean, it's like like, no, like the whole comedian really deal. Is you know? Who wrote that? It really <laughs> is pretty good. You know, It gets stuck when in there. you throw in there, America Mel, America Mel, Oh my god. Hey, here's the you know the real fucked up part? Go ahead. Listen, go ahead. I know every fucking word. <laughs> that in itself is embarrassing, Buff. You were no, great up to that moment. It, it, it's you it's cool. humiliating when you hear it <laughs> ten zillion fucking Holy. times. Uh, you just happen to re- and, and believe it or not, there's only like a couple of lines to remember anyway. Like yeah, one of them says, yeah. the board's office says, when you see them come and better run for cover, girls, you don't need a weekend lover. Yeah. Hey, Buff, I just had this envisionment. I, you you meet this girl, you bring her back to your place, what, you wait. turn down the lights, and do you put on the American male yes, song? Yes, you do. You do, don't you? <laughs> you do. He does. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I think if I had it, I probably would. No, I never had I it. Would. So, Buff, I have to ask you. That's we're almost great. out of time. What? Again, Already? I got to thank you for coming oh, and man. doing this. First of all, I love you guys. You guys have done nothing but be great to me. You always have been. I feel like I've done the same to you. I hope you feel that way. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I love you guys to death. I love you guys to death. I'm sorry that. The last time we saw each other was the last time we both saw Dale yeah, Wilkes. Yeah. And and he was just a great, great guy. But I just love you guys. And thanks for calling me up last minute to have me on your show. And it means a lot to me, man. Well, it means a lot to us. Thanks for coming I, on. I could tell you how much. Anytime you need me, brother, you know 
I'm one phone call away, just like today. Awesome. Try to call up Scotty Stein. Try to give Scott Steiner a call. Would he talk to us? And see if you could have got him on the fucking phone today. Hey, wait. No. <laughs> hey, wait. Hey, he wouldn't talk to us. Right, so what's the deal, bro, with this deathmatch stuff? Are you really thinking about going into deathmatch wrestling? What? Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just playing with it a little bit to see just to see what happens. I mean, we came up with the word. It was pretty cool. Death Daddy. That was kind of cool. That is cool. And I don't really know. No, I mean it, it would be it would be it would be some stipulations like no face, you know, because you know no face stuff. So it may not be things that people really consider death matches, you know. But at the stage I'm at. You know, why not switch it up a little bit and let's see what we got, you know? I mean, just, it, it, there is some sincerity to it. There's 70% sincerity to it. I just don't know how much. And it really boils down to how good my knee heals. Right. And my knee, you know, my knee's coming, but it's still slow. And so it really comes down to where, how, how good my knee heals back. Buff is this being, this is going to sound stupid, but I've, I've already looked stupid tonight. I couldn't remember all the names of his tag teams. <laughs> is is uh, is is it addicting to be a pro wrestler? I mean, you've been through so much shit, bro. You've had these, you know, the car accidents. Your body's smacked around like you know, a freaking, you know. It's been you've gone through so much. What makes you still want to get in the ring? I think this will answer part of it. Okay. I got told one time, somebody said to me, they go, you got into wrestling to be cool. Right. And you know what my answer was? What's that? I came out of my mother's pussy cool. <laughs> I yeah. love this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Loving it. So I don't need wrestling to be fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. People don't realize that I've had two wrestlers lots. A lot of the guys can tell their wrestling story. The rest of it is just when they got a bunch of zits on their face and went to high school. <laughs> I, my parents were multi-fucking millionaires, and I drove a Corvette when I was 15 mm. to fucking school. Wow. So I got two fucking stories that are off the fucking chain. Nice. I shot my father when I was 16 years old. Shot him with a uh, gun. Ooh, two plates in his, his forearm. And I've told it on several podcasts, and we'll tell y'all one day if you want to call back, and I'll tell you the whole story. Three. But the long story short of it is I shot my father because he was beating my mama. Okay, okay. And to this day, me and my dad are great friends. Okay. We worked it out and gotcha. got over it, no problems. But, but, dude, I've got two stories that are off the chain, and one of them ain't got a fucking thing to do with wrestling. Mm. Nothing. So I've got two really good stories to tell, and one of them ain't got nothing to do with wrestling whatsoever. Then what is it that causes you to say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to get back in the ring? Is it just, you just love it? I mean, what is it? Uh, money. Okay. Money. Hey, simple. there you simple. go. Nice and simple. Yeah. Simple as pie. That makes sense. Hey, let me, and, and, let, me, and let me clarify this. It's what got me there in the first place. Right, right. Right. You have two different kind of wrestlers. I want you to hear this, please, and I'll let you go. Hit it. And I mean, let you go because you guys ain't letting me go. I mean, that, I didn't mean to sound like let you go. I mean, yeah, I know you guys oh, are busy. Good. It's all good, you got it, but I'm telling you, there's two different kind of wrestlers. There's the wrestlers that dress up at Halloween like their favorite wrestler. Mm -hmm. 
There's wrestlers that follow wrestling companies around just to wrestle free, just to say they're pro wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And there's wrestlers that got in this fucking thing to make money. Mm. And I fall in the category of getting in this business to make fucking money. And that is why I do this. This is all now, though, you switch money to this is all I know, bro. I was I was a handsome stranger at 19, brother. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I mean, I, I've never had a job in my life. Ever. Right. My parents were rich. I got into wrestling. It worked. I made it. And so that's not bad or good. It's just I've never had a job where I've had to have a boss to talk to. I never had a, I never got a, a check where I go cash it because I was working for somebody except a $40,000 check every two weeks. Think about this, go. Buff. If anyone says, not even a wrestling fan, if anyone says Buff Bagwell, people know who you are. So you've left your mark on Boom. this world, right? Bang. This is what I did the other night, and I wish it was close by so I could do it. Uh, God, do y'all have an Alexa close by? You got that talking thing, the Alexa? No, not close by, no. Damn it. <laughs> Ask Alexa who Marcus Bagwell is. Okay. okay. I'm on fucking Alexa, bro. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's what I was just saying. No surprise there. All right, no, man. Exactly what you just said. If you've left a dent enough that you've got action figures with top hats. Damn straight. Now, wait a minute. Wait, now, wait a minute. And you also have done enough to leave what I call a dent in this business, which is a very hard a dent to make in. Because this this business is very hard to make a dent in because everybody's trying to make a dent in it and sure. it's hard to be different. Sure. I mean, who would have? Do you know how much fun I got made of bringing a top hat mm. into the locker room? Really? Oh my God! The boys laughed me out of the locker room. But that was that was like your signature look. They that, didn't that, that was a great look. That dude. Was I think I was look. walking around with a top hat. But who's laughing now? There you go. <laughs> there you go. You know what I'm saying? So you know what's this? You know, it's just, it's just a really weird thing. It's a, it's a, it's a thing that you, know, you said, I made a dent, bro. And if you can make a dent in anything in life, mm -hmm. you've done something right there, right up on that wall, right here, right above my crutch right here, right there. See that? Can't read it. What's That's it say? That's a Capital One credit card. With my fucking face on it. That's right. If you can have a Capital One credit card, oh, be on Alexa, and go. have a few action figures, yeah. I'm willing to say, my God, you've done something. There you go. Well, Buff, I think I'm starting to get worried here. I might be the wrestler who dresses up on Halloween, because when you punch in Alexa to you know, show you the Pharaoh, they give you a picture of King fucking Tut. I lose. All right, Buff, we <laughs> want to thank you again for joining Long Damn Island's it. number one pro wrestling hey, broadcast. You are the I gentleman. I love you guys so much. You're my biggest fans. You really are. I love you so much. If you need me for anything whatsoever, anytime, any place, 
know that you can ring my phone and I'll be right there for you, bro. You're the man, my friend. Have a great Super Bowl. Who you picking, my friend? Dude, I gotta go with uh I gotta go with the Rams because of it just seems right with uh the Detroit boy that, that really came from the Bulldogs. Mike thinks he's a that, loser. You know, he just he just he just he's never been able to pull a win out. Well, he yeah. comes out. He pulls a few wins out. I think this may be his year. I really do. Yeah. Well, he's had a great career. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And one last thing. I just got to get this out. Mike Fry says he's your number one fan, and he uh-huh. asked me to just give you a shout-out and say thank you, Buff, for everything you've done. Tell him I say thank you so much. And just remember, to all my fans, I love everybody out there. There's never been a time that I've never turned an autograph down nor would there ever be a time I ever turn one down. It means so much to me to have a fan, and I love my fans. And I'm telling you right now, stick with me, be beside me, be with Rebuild Buff, and I'm telling you, we're going to rebuild him, we're going to get him back, and I promise you, you wait and see, and Monto and Pharaoh will have me on our show again where they're going to see that Buff Daddy has got more than 18 lives as a kitty cat. And is going to be back again, once again through broken necks, through fake shoulders, through hip replacements, through all of them. I'll make it again, buddy. I'll be back. All right, brother, ladies and gentlemen, the great Buff Bagwell. Thank you, sir. Love you guys. Love you. Thanks, Buff. All right, dude, the great Buff Bagwell. (laughs) Man, oh man, you had me going crazy. How do you like that? I, I I was. Maddie, before we cut out, how did you like? How do you think Farrell? Was shocked about the surprise of Buff being I on the show. I, I liked it. It was we good. We got right? him good. Seeing a shocked Farrow. Why yeah. do you do that to me? Why don't I get told who's going to come on? Well, we got it. We're going to end the show, but right. I just want to tell you what happened. It's the, unbelievable. This guy, this guy reached out. He said he wrestled with Hannibal. Yeah. He wanted to talk about Hannibal's secrets. Yeah. We decided to do it, especially after Hannibal. Um, Maddie, I'll be real quick. Uh, after Hannibal. Brought on this guy who yeah. who talked about Ric Flair's wife. Oh yeah, yes, and yes, yes. The king of wrestler, Connecticut. This, yeah, right, yeah, So yeah. a certain wrestler who's friends with us was very, very, this very true. upset. Yes, this is true. And contacted me over right, it. Right, 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 right. So I wasn't going to put that gentleman that wanted to talk about Hannibal because I wasn't going to go far with this. But then I said, you know what? Might as well. If he if this guy wants to do this to these people, mm-hmm. let. These people that know Hannibal, and maybe they know the truth. We don't know Hannibal. Yeah, sure, I don't right? know. Yeah, I don't know nothing. But anyway, the guy wrote me last night, and he's having a baby. Congratulations. Right. And I told, you know, he said, can we reschedule? I said, honestly, I don't want to go on with this much right. further. Understood. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. I felt that there was a lot of fans looking forward to the show. I could tell from all the stuff that was sure. going on. Sure. And I said, look, I may, you know, called Mr. Bagwell, who, right. um, and I said, hey, Need some help? Can I can't you, believe you know, it. Come on, and the he show. just came on. And I said, like that. You know, and oh, that is amazing. He's a fan. He's, he's fantastic. Awesome. Well, I, we know he's and awesome. And there's a lot of other people too that yeah. like are fantastic. And true. one last thing, guys. I want to. I want to. Um, Daniel Stokes says bait and switch. Shameless. No. <laughs> Daniel, unfair. Oh, this was not a bait and switch. <laughs> oh, darn. And they honestly, had Buff Bagwell instead. instead of Buff oh, Bagwell. Rats. Come on. I think that's Come much better now, anyway. Would you and I, I will tell you this. I'm not like the big, it's cool, though. I'm not like the big fat <laughs> whale who went on this morning talking about Jake <laughs> Roberts standing him up for the hundredth time. I mean, this guy gets stood up by Wait a minute. Wrestler. Jake Roberts stood somebody up? Well. Oh, I can't believe it. Again, then he took the video down, by the way. I don't know if anyone <laughs> caught it, but he was Did calling he? him that Jake didn't show up for the eighth time. Oh, he was calling him. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. 
I thought Buff was fantastic. He's the stuff. As always. He's the stuff. He is one of the Can't finest human beings I've ever met. Yeah, and man. next week, I'll tell you the guys' a story, what happened with Tony Atlas after we shot Tuesday with Tony because <laughs> I was bitching to Farrell about it. We don't have time for it. We'll cover it next week. But next I'll tell week. you. Uh, oh, Tristan, boy. thank you so much. Um, anyway. I want to thank everybody for joining us. You've yeah. been watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Don't forget, in March, uh, we've got five shows. Count them five, five shows? in a row. Like, so if you have nothing to do on March 5th, you drink a lot of coffee that midnight, day. You're gonna till get, when? You're going to get, let me just grab this sign. Right. You're going to get these guys. Go ahead. Go you're ahead. Who we got? I'm going to put what, it up. To what is that? You can see it. What is that? All right. These are the guys you're going to get March That's 5th. That's awesome. Right? Um, so you'll get to see him. Anyway, this has been Mike Monty. This has been the Pharaoh. And until next time, later.